0: of the scripture here is is the suffering, the time of suffering and uh, Paul is talking about suffering. The the more he suffered, it seems the more he glorified God and thanked God. He accepted the times of suffering as God's perfect will in his life. It's amazing. He constantly Constantly, even at his death, continued to thank God. And how was that possible? When I meditated and studied this portion of Scripture, and many times in the Scripture, uh, we, we uh, study the Scriptures, and we agonize over the Scriptures, and we pray over the Scriptures, and, and uh, a lot of the times... If you look in the scripture, you can observe and make observation. And the observation that the Holy Spirit brought to my mind was the fact that Paul had a mindset of thankfulness, Amen. a mindset of thankfulness. I, I want us to think about the mindset this morning of a of a thankful Christian. Uh, I'm reading from a document, Washington, D.C., October 3rd, 1863, by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies these, to these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, Others have been added, which are of so uh, of, of so extraordinary nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of of a civil war, unequalled of unequalled mag- magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, Uh, peace has been preserved with all nations, order has been maintained, the laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except the theater of military conflict, while the theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and uh, navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements and the mines, as well as iron and coal, as precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield. And the country rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solely, rever- and, uh, so, solely, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at, this, at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise for our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. Mm -hmm. And I recommend to them, while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also, with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care of all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers, in lamentable lamentable civil strife which we are unavoidably unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with divine purposes and, and full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof, I have hitherto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at City of Washington, the third day of October, in the year of our Lord, 1,863, and the independence of the United States, uh, the 88th, by President Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln had a mindset of thankfulness, and that's one reason we celebrate Thanksgiving on this Thursday. But as I look at this portion of Scripture, I, I, I look into Paul's mind and see how he developed in his heart and mind a mindset of thankfulness. And I want that. I want to have a mindset of thankfulness. I believe a mindset of thankfulness is healthy to the Christian life. It's not a robotic thing. Amen. It's not a clinical thing. It's something that we must have in our hearts, and we must constantly foster through the help of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And so as we look at the Scripture today, the first thought comes in verse 15, the increase of thanksgiving. The increase of thanksgiving. Uh, if you have your pens, you can look at that verse, and, and, and you want to look at that verse in verse 15, and you want to underline the words abundant and redound. The words abundant and redound. The difference, uh, abundant and redound basically mean, mean uh, to, to uh, increase, but, but are superbound. But, but the difference between ab- abundant is the idea, the word abundant means having over, having more. The word redound means to exceed or increase. Now, they're both related, but they're different. One talks, about, one talks about a supply, and one talks about a maturity. And so when, when we think about it, we, it says there, uh, it says, for all, for all things are for your sakes. Now, that's a, ver- that's a phrase of understanding. It doesn't matter what happens in the world, God is in control. And whatever happens in your life is for you. He's got it. Now, we don't understand. We don't like it. It hurts. There are questions. We have no idea. But God is never out of control. And so we need to understand. He says, for all things are for your sakes. And he goes on to say that the abundant grace, the word grace there, unmerited favor, the uh, abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the Glory of God. Now he says, he says there. He talks about grace, and he talks about grace. Paul, ta- Paul used the word grace over and over in First Corinthians one three. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse four says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given to you by Jesus Christ. Amen. Chapter six and verse one of Second Corinthians. We then as workers together with him beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. Saint Corinthians nine and verse eight says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Galatians one fifteen, but it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Uh, Ephesians two eight, for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. First Corinthians one two. Unto Timothy, my own son in faith, Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace is God's, God's abundant grace causes a Christian to constantly and in every situation thank God whatever the circumstance. You notice he used the word grace in his list before anything. We're only here by grace. Amen. But for the grace of God, there go I. Amen. God's grace, grace is greater than all our sin. Uh, grace, we say grace before before uh, 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 our, we eat. We call it saying grace, saying a prayer. And somebody, somebody says, "Bless the food." It's too late; it's already been cooked. We hope it's blessed. Amen. We hope it's blessed. We'll taste it and try it out. Amen. And uh, and then we'll put all our sauces. Some people have more sauces and more seasons on the table than they do to, to cook it, cook the food with. Amen. I got a friend. We got a friend that's starting a church in Havity Grace. Maryland. And, and and they say I say people say have it a Grace. What's that mean? I said, Well it's like before before you eat, it's have haveity grace. Amen. And uh, but but we're talking we're talking about God's unmerited favor to us. Are you with me? Amen. God's grace to us. how good is God? Amen. How good is God? And God He says, Listen, listen, He said He said, the abundant grace through the thanksgiving of many. In other words, thanksgiving is a key to unlocking more grace. And it says there, it's it's teaching us that that, that it it not only only unlocks the grace of God that causes us to be thankful, but when we're thankful, it glorifies God. Amen. Amen. That's right. There's too many ingrates in the world. Too many times we... We, and and let me just say thank being thankful is not reciprocating. You ever give somebody something, and as soon as you give something just a few days later they give you something back. It's like <clears> that you gotta stay even. <laughs> I don't do that somebody gives me something, I just thank, thank them and go on if they're expecting something back and ain't getting it from Pat. <laughs> I'm more thankful, but but thankful, being thankful is not reciprocating, right? Being thankful, to, what is being thankful to God? Amen. What is truly being thankful to God? Understanding the word, the key to it is understanding grace. Amen. Unmerited favor. I don't deserve yes. the next breath, the next heartbeat. Amen. And so the increase, Paul says, Paul says, listen, listen, the grace of God Gives it, I'm so thankful to God for everything. And because of that, it increases the glory that I give Him. And He gives me grace. And I thank Him. And he, I glorify Him. And He gives me grace. And I thank Him. And He says, it just goes on and on. And He says, God gives me so much. But it causes me to mature to the fact that I understand and glorify God in everything. Amen. This is a suffering man. This is not talking about... A man on the mountaintop all the time. Right. This is talking about a man that was a that was on the run. People wanted to kill him. This is a man that that was shipwrecked. This is a man that was stoned at Lystra. This was not your normal Christian. And he's saying, saying "I thank God for all this. All this." Uh, the man that he was on. One day he was on the road to Damascus, and he's getting ready to tear a church up. He met the Lord, and 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 now. He's in between. He doesn't know who his enemies are and doesn't know who his friends are. He just knows the Lord. And the grace began there. The second thought I see is in verse 16, and it's talking about the inward part of thanksgiving. The inward part. If you have your pen, take your Bibles and underline the word outward and underline the word inward. Inward and it's a, notice what it says there. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Wow. Now notice, notice that notice those two verses, and I want you to see this because because there's an inward, there's the the the, the Thanksgiving and a mindset of Thanksgiving is fostered by it's you you're, you're saved from the inside out. Right, amen. You understand that? Right. You know, you all got you all got saved the same way I did. You asked God in your heart, and you showed up at church, and they gave you new clothes, gave you a haircut, and told you how to do this and where not to go. Is that how it works? No, it's not how it <laughs> works. You're saved from the inside out. Amen. By the way, the Bible still says, "Draw nigh unto uh, unto God, and He will draw nigh unto you." Amen. The Bible also teaches us that we ought to look like a Christian act like a Christian walk like a Christian talk like a Christian think like a tr- Christian amen amen I almost said snore like a Christian i don't think that that would be good but outward the outward view notice what it says the outward the outward it says it says the outward man what the outward man perishes you see folks we need to understand we need to understand that 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 that, that, that you can patch it and plug it and you can Botox it and you can exercise it and you can cover it up with CoverGirl, ladies. <laughs> you say, preacher, did you, th- you ever think about dyeing your hair? I've got some sitting on the shelf at the house. <laughs> I started to and then I stopped. I looked in the mirror and I said, Jim, you can't improve on perfection, <laughs> right? You can't do that, right? I'm a whatever, whatever. Amen. Mirror, mirror on the wall, right? And so you think about, but the, let me just say, the outward man perishes. It perishes. I it, this 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 body. Is, is, it is those younger days. I mean, when you get out there with the grandkids and they're playing basketball, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You're going to hurt. I mean, you know, it's 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 you know, you just you just go to the people and and you go up to this little nice nice little nice little cashier, you know, and and you're not thinking about it. And she says, "Sir, would you like the senior discount?" I said, "I'm going to slap you." <laughs> That was years ago. Now I ask for it. Oh, right. <laughs> Triple A, I want cry du A. I want I want five A's, you know. I want I want all the discounts, amen? Free, 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 free. I want it all. But the outward man perishes. Listen, listen, it's not getting any better. Your eyesight's not getting any better. You 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 have a breakdown, and Paul says, "Look, the outward man." But he says, "What what do I rejoice in? What is the the thing thing that causes me to be thankful?" Listen to this. Look at the verse. It says, "The out inward man is renewed." That man, that means it is it, you're under renovation, huh? You know, ladies, you look around the house, you say, "Honey." I was thinking, and fellas, as soon as that starts, you know, it's it's Home Home Depot, Lowe's, or (laughs) subcontractor. We need a new fill in the blank. And, And let me just say something. Let me just say something, fellas. You better do it. Happy wife. Happy life. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. You can buck against the system. That's buck against the system. It's okay. I know. I know we're, we, we can. We can get to her. But but just, just just hey, listen, listen. Let me let me just say, the reason you you reason you are not happy in your Christian life, the reason you have a tr- trouble with serving God, the reason you have trouble with telling somebody about Christ, is 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 not because. Your outward appearance, it's because your inward man is not. God wants to renovate. That's why That's why you're listening to this message this morning. God wants to change you. God has some things. He wants to reach down into the inward person. And he wants to renovate. He wants to make, because if the, what's inside comes out. I've met. I'm not talking about the outward appearance, but I've met a lot of beautiful people, just wonderful people to be around. Amen. I mean, you just enjoy their company, right? And, and then you meet some some other people. They're not very. They're not so good to be around. And they're, and they're Christians. What's happening? No renovations. Right. No renovations. Paul said, Paul said, God is, God is working inside me. Listen, 1 John 4, 4. Ye are are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God, the Holy Spirit indwells you after salvation or when you're saved, not after when you're saved. And listen, listen, when he, when he indwells you, he indwells you with his work crew. He's a construction God. He's not a destruction. He wants to renew you. He wants to make you better. Listen to Him. Listen to Him. Yield to Him. Listen to what He says. And and, and I must allow the Holy Spirit to work inside me daily. The, The increase and the inside... But well, let's think about this thought in verse 17. The intentions. The intentions of affliction. Look at verse 17. Notice what notice and underline these words affliction and worketh. Affliction and worketh. Now, this verse, this verse, this verse is, 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 is a thought provoking verse for me. Because, because it says here, it says here, affliction or anguish or burden or tribulation or persecution. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Now, wait a second. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, people with chronic diseases for their whole life, that's a long time. What's God talking about? Let me let me let me let me help you with this. And, and it's the word "worketh" means to fashion. It means that that affliction is to fashion us. Now it's not the work. It, it doesn't say heal. It doesn't say make it go away. Y'all remember that? That I, I used this phrase the other day, and somebody said, "What are you talking about?" I, I said, "This is a Calgon, take me away moment." Yes. Yeah, yeah all remember that. Don't raise your hand. Do you pull a muscle? But but you remember that the Calgon, y'all. How many of you remember bath oil beads? I there was one time. I got in there with the bath oil, and I got up to get out. and I fell. Yeah, it makes it slippery. It's dangerous. Anyhow, that's another message. But 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 it fashions it fashions us. Uh, no, notice what it says. It says, "For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh what for." Us. Over and over in the scripture tells us it's for us. It can't happen unless God allows it. It didn't happen with Job. First Thessalonians one six, and ye became of us, followers of us, and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. He's talking to these folks and he said, You were in affliction, but you got saved. You, you, you got saved. Now, it says, for our light affliction. First time I read that, I'm thinking, what is he talking about? And then he says, which is but for a moment. Which is but for a moment. I'm saying, I'm saying, what, what, what is he talking about? How, what is, what is this? I, I, I understand. I understand. I understand that I can I, I, I can uh, increase. I understand that God gives me grace, and I understand that it's an inside job. But why does He have to go there? Because because the affliction is not fun and it hurts, and it's for a long time. But you you have to understand, God is not a god. There's no time with God. And you have to understand, this is not compared to what we think, but it's compared to eternity. Amen. Amen. That's why he can say, listen, when God saved Paul, and when God saved you, he he you got saved by the eternal God. The eternal God. And so, so you know, folks, folks uh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. We, but it's, that's just the beginning for eternity. We're going to be with God for eternity, folks. Our affliction here is but for a moment in God's economy of time. Amen. I can be thankful for that. This is not going to be forever. This is not going to be for eternity. There's going to be a day when this hurt. And this anguish and this burden is going to be all gone. Gone, Amen. Now, the mindset. We understand the increase, the inward and the intentions. But, but, but let me give you the final thought in this final verse. And I, and I hope you'll take your pen out once again. Verse 18, underline temporal. And underline seen. While we look at the things which are seen, and then down there are temporal, underline that and then connect it with a line. And then take your pen and the things that are not seen, underline and underline are eternal and connect them. think about that the word seen the things we see are temporal and 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 it's 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 just it's just incredible the price we put on things that are just seen I mean I I, I, I when I when, when when a Corvette goes by me, I look at that thing and say, I couldn't get one because I wouldn't fit in them. But but I, I just I just like to have one for a couple days. Miss Creed wouldn't want like to ride with me, but. but 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 I've seen Corvettes that are all smashed up. You know what they're worth when they're all smashed up? Not much. Right? Mm-hmm. You ever seen a house after a tree falling on it? Yes. It's not, it's not, it's not livable. Do you understand? How many of you guys remember your first love in high school? Huh? Homeschooled. No women. Homeschooled. You never had snow days. <laughs> God bless you. Where, where are they now? Is is that your first love? Yes, sir. Was he your first love? Well, let's write that down in the book. (laughs) Somewhere, somebody get a book. Yeah, we got a book. We got a book. Write it in one. But for for a lot of times, it's temporal. You remember your first car? Where is it? (laughs) (laughs) Who has it? Our first car was a Volkswagen. First way, first way we had a they called, they called it the people car Volkswagen. And, and, uh, and it, it was, it, I didn't like the paint job on it. So I took it to, Sh- or, what? Snyder's or Earl Shives. I don't know where Earl, Earl is, but I had it painted treasure gold. And uh, I, 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 I'd get it with that we we that was big time, wasn't it and then we had a sh- uh, chevette we call- i called it shove it off a cliff i tore that thing up I just i don't know where that is i mean we we uh, we're we're those things are temple right i mean we lose our glasses, we lose our keys we lose our teeth right i mean you you lose you lose you lose you lose you uh, jewelry, you lose all these things and and, and paul says paul saying paul 's trying to understand this the things that we are to be thankful for are not the things that we see. do you understand that now this is deep because we don't we don 't get this in the midst of it in the midst of suffering in the midst of going through difficult times this is when this is when this matters. Are you with me? Now notice, notice what it says there. It says there, it says there, the things that are, are not seen are eternal. I mean, just about everything we interface with is temporal. Even our suffering. I mean, we have stuff as Americans. We buy curio cabinets to store stuff and dust, and we have closets that you know. It's and, and then you say where 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 did the how did the storage business start? Stuff. I mean, there there's there's places you can get on a locker. They auction them things off. People are tired. You can you can get those. You all have seen that. People auction off those things. Stuff. Where are you going to put it? I don't know. Why do you have it? I don't know. You want to get rid of it? No. What good is it? I don't know. But but what's eternal? Our salvation is eternal. Amen. Amen. What we do with God is eternal. Now uh, You say, preacher, what are you, what are you talking about? Listen, the unregenerate mind cannot see this. They cannot understand. They, he, we, we lift up the, 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 the best athletes and the actors and the most rich people and all this uh, in the world. John 4.24 says, God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. You say, what are you talking about, preacher? Listen, listen, I, here's what I think. This is my thought process a lot of times. When things happen. God, what are you up to? What are you up to? Because he's a behind-the-scenes God. Right? I mean, we know and we talk about demons and the devil. And they're not visible. There is that principality and power. The Bible talks about that, right? Well, let me just tell you something. The all-powerful is behind the scenes, too. And God, God works invisibly and Paul says, because I realize that, he doesn't work visibly in me. Because he works invisibly, I'm visibly thankful. Whatever he's doing, I don't understand it, I may not like it, I may not enjoy it. It may be hard, but I'm going to thank Him. Amen. Because He's up to something. Amen. You remember when the kids were little? And you're sitting there talking and talking and talking. All of a sudden, you don't hear any noise. Mm. And you say, wonder where they are and what they're up to. Mm. You know, with us, they were... Was it Benjamin that got in the paint? Or Patrick? Benjamin Benjamin had the paint and he had the lid up and he was taking paint and he was just dripping it over himself and just laughing. (laughs) I was tempted to let it dry, she wouldn't let me. But, uh, but 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 the kids that they when they were they were up to let me tell you something. God is always up to something. Yes. Always. Amen. Always. And Paul said, I can be thankful. I said that this morning. If you met Paul, he would probably not be the one in the room you would pick out to be the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. He suffered. He suffered. He died for what he believed. But he had a mindset. And and the things that were going on inside him, in his heart, God was, let, let let me remind you that God is at work, for we walk by faith and not by sight. What a mindset. I want that. It's not a plug-in module, it's not robotic, but it's real. And Paul says to us, there's an increase that we need to understand. The grace of God should cause us to thank God. There's an inward working that God is working, he's, he's, he's doing something inside me.
1: There, there, is a,
0: there, is a, there is an attention that God has. He's working. He's, he's, he, he's doing this for me. He is for me. He's not, he doesn't hate me. And I can't, I can't let this skew my understanding that there's an eternal God that I'm going to be with for eternity. And I must understand, no matter how bad it looks, behind the scenes, God is making it all better. Folks, I got to tell you, it's, it's, and I have a, we have a lot. Of, I have a lot of brethren say, "Bless God, I believe America's going to have revival and that, da 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 That's fine, all fine and good, and it'd be great too. But listen, it's going to get a whole lot worse. It's going to get a whole lot worse. Just reading the Bible says, "As in the days of Noah, those were not good days." But do you have a mindset? of thankfulness? Do you look at the things that are going on in your life and try to put blame on somebody or try to figure them out? Hey, stop it. Stop and back up and just think about the grace of God. And give him the glory for everything. And get on your knees and say, God, I don't know what you're doing or how you're doing it or why you're doing it. But work in me. Do your work. I'm thankful. Thank you, Lord. Let's bow our heads. Do you have a mindset of thankfulness? Oftentimes we say how can we have a mindset? Paul knew and acknowledged the grace of God and the glory and he recognized that his His inward heart, even in affliction, he knew God was at work, even though he could not see with his eyes. Therefore, he was thankful for everything. The kind of person that is contagious, motivated, has a servant spirit, has a high level of faith, are fruitful and joyful, are the persons, people that have this mindset of thankfulness. What is your mindset set? Does it truly cause you to have that thankfulness? Say, preacher, if I die today, I know for sure I go to heaven. Christ is my savior. Heaven is my home. Would you slip your hand up as a testimony? God bless you. God bless you. You're here and you say, preacher, I could not raise my hand. I don't know that I'm saved. Would you pray for me? Anybody here like that? Anybody here? Now, I'm speaking to Christians. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands but we're going to have an altar time and if God spoke to your heart I'm going to ask you to get along with him and pray. Do you want this mindset? Do you want this mindset? Do you want, this, do you want to understand that God is working in you and this, this affliction that you have what things that you're going through it's not forever. It's not for eternity. It has a purpose. And we just need to thank God for it. By his grace. Father bless the invitation. Work in our hearts. In Jesus name. Amen. Let's stand with heads bowed. And eyes closed. No one looking around. If God spoke to your heart. You want to get along with him. We don't don't discount anybody's hurt, anybody's suffering, what anybody's going through. We don't know what they're going through. We just know what we're going through. That mindset of thankfulness, not just at Thanksgiving, but all the time. Thank God for your salvation. You thank Him for your family. You thank Him for the things. I heard somebody say, Thank God for the little things. I don't think anything's little. I think little things mean a lot. They do. They do. All right. Thank you. Be seated for a minute. what's that probably your phone um